Hey everybody, before we get started with this episode, as promised, we had somebody actually send in a voice message to Anchor, so I wanted to play that before the show, because I want this podcast to be as much as it possibly can interactive. I do want to hear from all of you and how your game is going, what you're working on, what you're struggling with, and whatever questions our guests might ask. So again, Cinder asked last week, what were two things that you need to work on and how are you going to work on them? And we had one answer and I'm going to play that for you. And right after that, we're going to hop into the episode. So let's get going. Hey, Tom and listeners of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. I am Platinumus Prime, a staff member of the RankTubes community. So to answer Cinderblock's question, the two things that I would work on are shadow defense and maintaining possession of the ball. I've noticed during a doubles or standard match when I'm the last man back and faced with a 1v1 situation, I'm very terrible at guarding the net. Um, and this is due to my, my lack of playing ones over my time of playing Rocket League, uh, as it is my most hated mode. So to correct this, I've been playing a lot more ones, as well as playing ones with my friends who are better than me so that they can give me tips on the spot. The other thing, maintaining possession. Um, up until recently, I used to just boom the ball down the field just to get it out of my half. Uh, to correct this, I've been making a very conscious effort to collect the ball, dribble, do something creative with it. I've also been going back and watching my replays so that I can see when I'm losing possession and consciously solidify those in my mind. Thank you for having me on, and I'm really enjoying the podcast. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Episode 7 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. As always, my name is Tom, and today I am so excited to have with me the former behind-the-scenes guy of my original Rocket League podcast, Epic Aerial, which if you do enough digging, you can still find some things on the internet, but it's pretty much gone, and I can't find many of the episodes, which is sad. Anyways, he did some editing for that, and then he turned himself into a streamer. He is a Rocket League... What's the word I'm thinking of? Maybe veteran? Maybe. Veteran, veteran, and just enthusiast. That's yeah. what I was looking for. He is a Rocket League enthusiast, and he just did pretty well in a tournament at PAX West, I believe. But yeah. all that to be said, ADAP tape, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And quick side note, I actually just looked before we started recording this, and I think I found a couple of old episodes of Epic Ariel in my email. So... We can work afterwards. I'll send those to you uh, because that's pretty cool. That would be great. I can't remember when you started editing Epic Ariel, uh, but I know I really appreciated it. Anyways, that's not what we're here for. We are here <laughs> to talk about now, not the yeah. past. Well, well, we'll probably talk about the past too. Definitely. But in terms of Rocket League, not that silly old podcast. Yeah. The good so, old days. The... I know, right? Nostalgia. 2016. <laughs> yeah. Wow, classic. Here we go. <laughs> so, ADAT, we're here to talk about Rocket League. You just got Grand Champ for the first time since Season 3 last season. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about where your Rocket League game is right now? What are you thinking about? What are you working on? Where are you at with the game? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy because I've been in and out of the game, especially over the past year or so. Um, and then even previously, I'd have lulls where I would just play less. But uh, 
even in playing less, I've I've always consistently played, and um, just things conspired in my life that caused me to just want to get back into it in a big way recently and get back into streaming and so on and so forth. So um, I sat down uh, a couple months ago and kind of towards the end of last season and was just like, you know what? Uh, I think I want to try and get Grand Champ for the first time since season three. And I've always felt like I'm always played up there, but have never really just grinded it out basically. And uh, yeah, I, I just sat down and started grinding it out and uh, have some friends that I play with that are really, really good um, that helped me along the way. And uh, yeah, just decided this was the season to get it back. So let's go back to the very beginning of like you playing Rocket League. How many how many hours do you have right now in the game? Oh, so I actually just looked before we started and I on my main account, my main ADATSAVE account, I've got just over 2500, 2500 hours and then I would say I've got I've got a couple of alts that I've just gotten for various reasons through the years and then I also have a PlayStation that I've barely played on. I would say between all of them I'm I'm pushing 3000 I would say. Okay. And then so you had you were grand champ in season 3 which is known to be the hardest season to get grand champ in. <laughs> yes, yeah, you never see season 3 grand champ titles no. ever. I mean, there there's probably only like 10 of them. So you yeah, should be really yep. proud of yourself for that. Definitely. So what was, what was the progression like for you to get to that point? Like, what were you in season two? Where was your rank in season two? Um, I would say champ uh, for sure. Uh, okay, so and, you were and- still pretty up there. Yeah, for sure. I think I would I mean all going all the way back to season 1, I think I back when they had the the old ranking system and and I think platinum was the highest if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh in in the first season, I think I finished that one in gold 3. So basically it's just right on the cusp leading up to that. Um and I I was playing a lot, I was streaming a lot. Uh, I was very very in the middle of the Rocket League uh community at that point as well. Uh really early on in that first year, I would say. Um, so I was, yeah, leading up to season three, I was right on the cusp, I would say, uh, in the previous two seasons. Okay. So then this is the thing that I'm curious about because obviously there have been people that have been grand champ, you know, season one or season two on, like they've just always been up there, but obviously the idea of what a grand champ can do has evolved over that time. So what have you what have you seen in your game or the game in general at Grand Champ? How has it evolved over the past three years that you've been living in that area? That's a really good question. And, and I think uh, most of it has to do with just positioning and rotation, because I think what you could do back in season three uh, and, and, and around that time period is you could get away with just being able to aerial better than people and being able to like hit the ball better than people uh and i think that we're at a point now where once you get up into the the mid champs and 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 up towards that grand champ area everybody's hitting the ball everybody's aerial like you're everybody's really consistent when it comes to to that stuff uh and those sorts of really kind of more basic mechanics and so the main difference I would say in that season uh, three to getting it this past uh, season was just getting used to positioning and rotations and being consistent. And uh, and I, 
you know, I, I'm not one to solo queue. So I think for me, it was playing with my friends and, and, uh, uh, specifically uh, Galifianakis, though he goes by Galley now. Uh, huge, huge uh, positive when you have somebody um, who can, uh, you can trust, basically. So I know people like to solo queue. That's not my MO. I don't think I play ranks if I'm solo queuing, uh, which is a, another interesting thing. Maybe I'm getting boosted uh, last season. But uh, <laughs> I think that it's, it's, yeah, I would say just to answer your question, the rotations, the consistency, uh, positioning, which is the thing that I love. I, I love that side of it. I am not the most mechanically gifted player by any means. I think I'm probably one of the least mechanically gifted. I'd say in the grand scheme of the 0.08% grand champs or something, I'm probably towards the bottom of mechanically gifted grand champs. But I just love the that it's moved in that way because the positioning and the rotations and that mental side of it that's important now, that's actually what I like. And, and it kind of drives me to learn better mechanics. But I, I think that um, I just enjoy it. I enjoy the the kind of more strategic, uh, strategic side of it. Do you feel like you could get Grand Champ solo queuing? Ah, oh, ooh, wow. That's a heavy question. Um, yes, but I think I would go crazy. Uh, not because I don't like playing with other people. I really do. And I like having other teammates. There's nothing better than playing Rocket League and like queuing into a really good random teammate. I love that. I love that feeling. I I, I play a lot of unranked, I guess. So I, I get that a lot in that. And it's a lot less of uh, kind of uh, pressure in that situation. But um, I really do love that. I think for me, I put too much pressure on myself. I think that if I'm solo queuing and ranked, I get too tilted at myself. I get too down on myself. And then I just kind of lose it a little bit. I think over the long term, I could probably grind it out over the course of a season if I just went solo the entire time. Uh, I wouldn't enjoy it because I would be so down on like any mistakes that I make and kind of letting my random teammates down and, and that sort of thing. Hmm. Okay, I was going to ask you, like, why why you think that you wouldn't want a solo queue? And it's interesting that you say it's mostly you as opposed to the other person. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I, I, I think that just, and that's just kind of me as a person. <laughs> like, I take on a lot of, of pressure, I think, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a manager by day. And I think that there's a... Uh, there's that inherent sort of taking on other people's, uh, I guess, not issues, but just their well-being. And, and to like turn that into, you know, car soccer, I think that I, that's a little bit of that that coming into to play there. And so I like it better when I can like actually talk to somebody, they know me and, and I, we can kind of have that rapport, I think is, is just more enjoyable. And I think it puts me in a better headspace to be able to think of the strategic sides and then grind up and, and get to that grand champ level. Well, it makes a huge difference when you know what somebody else is going to do. Like when you've played hours and hours and hours with the same person, it it's a completely different game than when you are having to spend a minute and a half figuring out who your teammate is before you even begin. Yeah, and I so think like there's positives the of the game. Yeah, you're 100% right. And I think there's positives and negatives to that. Of course, there, there's always going to be. I mean, that's why a lot of people probably enjoy solo queuing all the way up to Grand Champ. So um, I, I think it's 
there's something fun and kind of random about trying to figure out what somebody's deal is in a minute and a half. Like I get that. And, and again, I, I like that in the non-pressure side of like unranked. Um, I really do, but it's, it kind of comes back to why I, I, <laughs> I don't play ones like at all. And I realize that a lot of this stuff doesn't have anything to do with making me better on a mechanical level. I know if I play ones, I'm probably going to get better. That's the one area that I just am bad at. I get dribbled on all the time i am like <laughs> like if you ever see me in in queue and we are in a game just try to flick on me and you will and it'll work uh like and i know that that comes from not playing ones but again in a one situation there's nobody else and i'm just putting all the pressure on myself and like getting down on myself so there's there's areas i think on the mental side that everybody can work on and for me i just don't i i don't have that sort of inherent confidence of being like i'm the best and i'm gonna win and that like it's it's i i can get better and everything i'm i think i just feel like i let people down including myself in those situations um so yeah i don't know it's an interesting dichotomy of of sort of the mental side and then the mechanical side uh for sure i think and we were kind of talking about this before i the mechanical side for me, I, I basically don't practice either and haven't for like four years, except for like random free play stuff in between games and, and whatnot. Um, so I, there's so much room for me to get a lot better if I actually just did that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when we used to play in the past, you were always. You were always in the right place. You were always ready when you needed to be ready and you know there wasn't a lot of flash there wasn't a lot of sparkle to the game but you didn't really miss you always got good touches and you were where you needed to be which you know i i feel like in my own experience playing over the past couple of weeks it's so much more important to be in the right place on a consistent basis or be in a place that is profitable for your team as opposed to like being able to hit a ceiling shot or, you know, consistently air dribble the ball across the field or get double taps. Like you will score eventually if you're always in the right place at the right time, as opposed to like how flashy you are playing. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to your question about like the differences between getting season three grand champ and season 11 grand champ. Like, I think that that's why I was able to kind of just be like, you know what, I'm going to play with this kid that I've been playing with for four years, basically, and in twos, and we're just going to grind it out. And, uh, and I'm going to be in the right position, I'm going to be smart, and I'm going to play that that style that I enjoy, and I know, and I'm not going to go for ceiling shots. It, you should see me try to go for a ceiling shot. It's one of the funniest things I think anybody has ever seen in Rocket League, because I don't know what I'm doing. I To the point where I literally like two days ago was queuing up with a couple of friends and I learned how to do a half flip, like to turn around quick, like literally two days ago. I've never, and that's like years old at this point. And I just, it, it, because I just never was interested in that side of it. Um, which I don't know. I mean, maybe it does put me in a good place to like, if I wanted to be able to get like to a high, high level, then I should probably just work on the mechanical side of things, right? Because I get the positioning and, and I would I would encourage people to focus on that because I think you're right. Like, I think if you can grind away in the right position with the right rotations with kind of being just playing smart, um, if you guys are already doing 
like ceiling shots and and just crazy stuff, then I I think you're that's such a good way to go. And I think that's where the meta is in ranked and when you're queuing ranked is is just being smart, not missing easy touches. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's my next thing. I was definitely my next thing. I think you get to a point where everybody's mirroring each other when you get up to like high champ three and 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 kind of mid grand champ like in that area everybody's just mirroring everybody and so at a certain point me not being good mechanically is going to break down and i think that's why i've never really gotten above like a 1550 mmr or something like that like i stay low grand champ because at a certain point we're just canceling each other out and the mechanics do come back in and i'm just at a, a deficit at that point I feel like it's a very fine balance in between the mechanics and the game sense and the gameplay and, and playing the game intelligently like mechanics. And I think this is why diamond is such a, I mean, the first word that comes to my mind is a pit. Like it's just this black hole of players and they just put out the, the statistics for um season 10 was it season 10 or 11 season 11 uh, is 11 we just yeah. got done with mm-hmm. and diamond three though less people in diamond than platinum it was weird because it, there were more people in diamond three and diamond one than diamond two and I, it's right on that cusp of where people are trying to break into champ and I mean, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I think half of it is just mental. People can't yeah. break through mentally to let themselves get into champ. They're so desperate to get into champ that they're forcing things. That's pretty heavy. I just yeah. thought of that. But the yeah. reason I started saying that this <laughs> was because I feel like uh, there are so many mechanically gifted players in Diamond and they just don't know how to play the game. Yeah, I, I'd say that that's probably very accurate. And I think you're right. I think that is that blocker when you're getting to that, uh, especially that diamond to champ. I think diamond to champ is probably the biggest jump. Um, because once you get into champ, I would say like champ one to champ two and maybe even champ three. Although probably champ one, champ two are pretty similar. And I think that's probably the same in, in most of the ranks going all the way down. But um I'd say the biggest jump, and, and you're right, it, it, it relies so much more on the mental and the game sense, like you mentioned, uh, going from Diamond 3 to Champ 1. Um, it's it's kind of crazy because, like I said, I've had moments where I haven't played uh, at, at, for like chunks of time, um, but I haven't had that experience of playing in those levels because I've been playing for so long and I just keep getting placed in at least champ uh, to champ three every, every season. Having said that, I also have done a couple alts and kind of just uh, to play with other friends, like uh, in, in, in ranked and so on and so forth, not boosting. I'm playing with friends. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's a, it's I, a pretty easy crowd. The chasing grand yeah. jam crowd. You don't have to, we're a friendly group. You'll be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm not boosting, but sometimes it comes off like that when, uh, although I will say one of some of the funniest things to hear in those lobbies are when people make fun of me uh, for being champ and losing to a a diamond, uh, which is always really funny. Um, Anyway, that's a side note. Uh, 
but you're right. I think the mental side is definitely that's that jump. That's the jump from the diamond three to champ. It's it's getting used to the positioning, getting used to the rotations, understanding when not to go. I think that's huge. When, knowing when not to go and like putting aside your like ideas of grandeur of doing like a crazy like double touch or or like a, a ceiling shot even or or and probably in diamond maybe not so much ceiling shots though maybe people are going for them just for the highlights but um it not just knowing that oh he's going to get that clear off the back wall so i shouldn't go because i'm playing twos and my teammate is already up i know it sounds really simple when you say it out loud but actually practicing that over and over and over in a game and knowing when you have that split second to actually go and get the finish i think that's the difference right is is being able to kind of hold back and being able to understand that uh that guy's going to get the clear so there's literally no reason to go if he's going to get the clear it's it's not a matter of like limiting yourself or like or avoiding like being offensive or anything like that it's you just have to make the right decision and you have to be able to really quickly understand what the right decision is. And that's tough. It, it, I think that comes from experience. That's the one thing that I get for four, from four years of playing this game in 3000 hours is that I have the experience now to at least know that typically when not to go and when to go. And really at the heart of it, you know, rocket league is an extremely flashy game. I truly believe that it is a defensive game. Mm. though like if you if you don't play defensively if you don't play with not getting scored on in mind or you know being being risk averse or like just knowing like you said the right time to go then you put yourself in really bad places on a consistent basis which you end up giving up goals and then it's just that much harder to win yeah, I think so. And I also think that it's a um it again it's the di- the dichotomy of Rocket League. There's there, it's there's so many dichotomies in Rocket League. So knowing when to go and when not to go is also part of playing fast. I would say the the one thing when I'm in a lobby and like I'm playing with like unranked people and they uh ask like what rank or whatever and and I mention either like champ or something like that if uh if if they ask then um a lot of times people, and I love these lobbies because I love people asking questions like this, but they'll say, um, what's the one thing I could do better based on the game that we just played or something like that. And I pretty, I typically always say play fast. So again, we come back to that dichotomy of, yes, I agree. It is a defensive game. I mean, that's what I was saying before. Be smart, know when to go when no one not to go, but you got to do it fast. You have to do it so fast and you have to be constantly moving there's times when you don't necessarily need to move uh, in defensive situations specifically, but I think overall just playing fast, but being smart is like, it sounds easy. I know it's difficult, but that's the, uh, my biggest advice I think I give to people on a regular basis, whether like in games or on my stream or, or whatever is, you know, be smart, uh, but play fast. Yeah, it's, it's, being fast in terms of being able to get to the ball faster than the other person. And that looks different than just boost using all your boosts to get to a touch or yeah. always being supersonic. Like it's also 
I've started going up the sidewalls more. So when I think yeah. that they're going to try and clear it up the wall, I'm already on the wall or, you know, just trying to anticipate where the ball is going like that leads to speed a lot more than just trying to go fast at the ball all yeah. the time. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's not about challenging nonstop. That's not what right. playing fast means. It's, it's about, I mean, I think going up the wall and anticipating, especially in that, in that area of going like, you know, diamond three to champ one, uh, that's a great example because I think that's one thing that you learn is on the mechanical side. Yeah. You become more comfortable with wall play. Um, but then I think on the mental side, that's a part of playing fast. You're right. You're 100% right. Is anticipating knowing, Hey, they're going to get this touch. And if they, I know my teammates in goal, they're on the wall at midfield. If my teammates in goal, they're on the wall, either they're going to hit it out from the wall and my teammate can clear it from there or challenge their teammate. If it's twos, um, or they're going to hit it straight at me because I'm already on the wall anticipating that it's there. And then if, you, if you're already up there, that's playing fast because you're quickly anticipating what's going to happen. And then you can get the clear from, from there or your teammate can get the clear from, from goal or from the center. And honestly, it's a great, great example. Yeah. In Diamond, people do not expect you on the wall. They just mm. never expect it. They don't think about it. Uh, I, you know, in my experience of going from Diamond 2, Diamond 3, and I made it to champ in twos, finally, for the first yeah. time. Congratulations. I, thank you. I had the goal of also getting my champ rewards only through two twos games. It took me 15 games in champ to get the rewards, but I, I locked them down. So I was well, that's good. It's that. t- that's 10 out of 15, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's really good. I, it might have been like 16 or 17. Like, I think I got to four and then lost one, five and then lost one and then lost like four or five straight. And yeah. then one four straight. But I mean, either way, I, I was really happy to be able to do that. But I, I think gaining uh, comfort on the wall and an understanding of not just how to hit the ball on the wall, but also control the ball on the wall. Like if I jump when the ball is here, where is it going to go? Mm. If I jump a little bit earlier, how is the ball going to react? Just like you would when you're on the ground, understanding yep. like where you need to place yourself really gives you advantage, especially in diamond and anywhere below that, you know, people start to understand it better and can challenge you in champ. Um, So it's not something you can rely on as heavily, but that idea of being able to be a step ahead of your opponent doing so on the wall is, is really valuable. Yeah, for sure. And and you're right. I think there's an interesting point because I think a lot of people understand in challenges that they're making on the ground, what's going to happen to the ball when I make this challenge on the ground. It's not necessarily the same. You can't because of the way gravity works in, in the game and the physics and everything. It's not really you don't really think of it as like shifting the ground onto the wall because just the way you jump off the wall and stuff, it is the same, but it's different. I know it's weird, but my point being you're right. It's, it's experience. It's understanding that in those challenges, the ball is going to do the, the thing that it does when you're on the wall. And you have to learn what that is. Like you have to, mm-hmm. I, I would say, I mean, it goes all the way back to the original, like, I remember w- like four years ago, basically. Um, is it four years or five years? How long has Rocket League been out? Four years. 2015. Yeah. yeah. Four years. Whew, that's crazy. Um, right. If, I, I don't know if it feels like five years or something. I don't know. what. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't remember that. Um, I was actually getting older. 
yeah, I mean, honestly, that's it. I'm, I'm an old man of the, the, the rocket league now. Um, I couldn't remember on stage at, when I was getting interviewed at PAX either. And, um, yeah, that was ridiculous. So anyway, my point being, uh, it comes from experience, just go for the challenges. Um, oh, I was going to say like in the early days, whenever somebody would come into my stream or whatever and ask me like, how do you aerial, um, back when, you know, everybody was just learning the, the more basic mechanics now, although I understand people are still learning the game, which I think is amazing. Um, but when people would ask me that, I would just say, go for it. Like you just, you're going to mess up. You're going to go on the, in this example, you're going to go on the wall. They're going to hit it past you. They're going to do weird stuff that you're not used to because they're used to it. Um, and that's fine. And, and I, I think that people need to be prepared to mess up. Um, and I'm saying that as somebody who doesn't like messing up at all uh, and, and beats myself up for messing up. But I think overall, that's that's another huge thing that on the mental side of things is that you got to keep trying like you got to because it comes from experience. It comes from just learning the physics and the mechanics uh, and like what happens when you hit the your car into the ball when their car hits it. There's a million different ways that the ball can go. So it's going to take time to even get a handful of those to understand sort of what's going to happen when you make that challenge. So let's let's dig into that a little bit more, because even though, you know, you basically just decided to yourself that you were going to get grand champ last season and you also have experience up there like you you've played up there for, you know, the past four years can you think of a time recently where you had some frustration with the game and you had to find some way to work through it or you did work through it? Like what is, is there anything like that in the recent past that you can think of? Yeah. I mean, Oh, it's hard to say because I, I can't think of a specific mechanic. I'm, let me think for a second. I and I'll, I'll mention as well. You kind of mentioned this before, where you when you were going for your champ rewards and and you lost like four games in a row and everything. I, it wasn't, and and this kind of gives good context for for your question. It, me going for grand champ and especially grand champ rewards last season wasn't easy. Like it wasn't it wasn't something that I was just. It, I made it sound like I just decided I was going to do it. And then I did it. And I, I have a specific example, which is I got into grand champ in threes and then I lost it um, after getting, I think like one or two wins or something like that towards my, my rewards and then just kind of plummeted in threes. And so uh, I went back with my regular teammate in twos and, and couldn't, I mean, I wasn't in grand champ again for a few weeks or something like that. Like I was to the point where it was like a week before the the season ended. And I didn't know if I was going to get back up to get my rewards, which I was going to be very frustrated about. Um, but I think that that was something I, I think that that's where the mental side of it is important as well is just knowing like, Oh man, I need to, get my mind right. And I need to focus on these things that aren't going right. So for instance, uh, I realized that when I was going for aerial challenges, uh, I go high. So I, for some reason, either I'm like over anticipating the other person's hit or something like that. I haven't researched it or anything to figure out why I was doing this. And I still do this. I was talking about it earlier today when I was playing actually. Um, I'll challenge too high. And so either I'll miss or it'll just be a bad challenge and, and the ball will just hit them and, and fall down. It's not a good challenge from, you know, the center of the ball uh, when they're making contact or beating them to it or anything like that. I would literally just fly too high. Um, 
And that for me was just a a mental thing. Maybe not so much a mechanic thing where I just need to think about it when I'm going literally in that split second, I need to try to remember I'm keep going too high. And so I need to try to get down. I need to try and just literally fly lower when I'm making these challenges. So I'm not getting above and on top of the ball. Um, and I think that was probably a part of getting back into grand champ and, and getting those rewards was probably like that specific thing and remembering that specific thing and, uh, and, and starting to think about it. And I'd say that's one small aspect of things that I could improve on. But um, that, that specific thing was, was kind of what was a part of my grand champ uh, endeavors and, and, and trying to get over something to get to that point. Nice. I think being able to be reflective at all times in this game is, is so critically important. Like when I was working on getting my rewards, I probably lost like four or five games in a row. And luckily I had gotten up to like div two or div three, I think div two. So I didn't, fall out of champ uh and have to climb back in yeah but i sat there for a second after i lost you know two or three four games in a row and i'm like okay what's going on like why is this happening or not not why is this happening but like what am i doing that is causing me to lose these games because basically in any game that i go into i look at myself not that i need to carry the game not that i need to be a hero but like it is my responsibility to win these games with my team so especially yeah. in twos because there's only one other person yeah it's a lot is punishing like it is such a punishing playlist like yeah and it's funny that you say that because i find it so much easier right now than threes and i've been playing a lot of twos just because i wanted to like prove to myself that i could perform better than i had in the past in twos but i've been playing threes today and yesterday and quite honestly like i just feel a little bit lost but yeah going back to twos like i i sat there and thought to myself like okay what are you what are you doing that's causing this to happen over and over again and i was getting too aggressive i was making a lot of challenges that you know would result in me just getting beat because they were they already had control of the ball and as soon as i stopped that i started winning again yeah. and i didn't allow myself to get like it's it's not a frustrated thing i wasn't angry i wasn't upset it was just okay i'm doing something wrong so i'm losing Let's stop doing whatever that wrong thing is. And then I will win again like I had been. And then I started winning again. It's it was that it was that easy. Yeah, it's I think there's times where it needs to be that big, where where you've gone through a, a set of games where you just keep losing. And so you literally just need to reset everything and reset your your mindset altogether um, and think about the things in your game that you can improve. I think you're right. Being reflective is huge. Like being able to reflect on the things that you can improve. I say I don't practice or anything, but I, I think that's that doesn't it's because I want to play the game. It's because I want to get into a game and play with people. And I want to play, I just want to play rocket league. I don't want to sit in free play and I don't want to sit in, in custom trainings. Although I love custom trainings. I, 
done a lot of them uh, while while queuing and stuff. But I think the reason why I like to do that is because um, that's where I can have that immediate reflection. So there's, I, I would say also very important on that side is in the moment, not blaming the other uh, teammates, not, not, you know, flaming them or being, you know, BM towards them because they mess up or anything like that. Think about what you could have done better in that sequence. Think about the fact that maybe two challenges before that or two, two interactions before that you didn't do the right thing. Right. I think that there's being able to be reflective and not beat yourself up at the same time. is huge. Um, in order to even cope with a game that's not going the right way. So, you, you know, you get down to a minute and, and you let a goal in uh, and it's now, you know, you're down two, three. Uh, how do you deal with that? How do you how do you sit back and say, what can we do to deal with this situation? Have we been playing well? Was this a fluke? Was this psionics, please? Because sometimes it is like and, and, and that's OK, knowing that. But then you also need to be able to just sit back and say, all right, that challenge wasn't the right thing. That's fine. I need to make sure I'm not challenging that player in that way because that player does this when they, I challenge like that and they score because they play like that and I do this thing. I think having that instant kind of like reflection is also really important, not just when you're going through a slump over a course of a lot of games, but also just in the moment. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, being able to adjust and that goes back to this game in general, because I mostly it's so interesting how some people prefer to solo queue. Some people prefer to like be with a teammate. Like, I guess I've never really had somebody uh, that I've played with consistently that's always been around the same rank as me. Like most of my friends have always been in the champ three grand champ range. And I've slowly been climbing my way up to that area. So now finally they will actually like play in ranked with me, which feels good before I was just more of a liability than anything else. Um, but when I play with another person that I know, I almost feel worse because I feel like I am the one that needs to, rise to the level you know like i need to mm. up my game so that i can uh i'm so that i'm not a liability like when yeah. i play with most of the people that i actually know in this game personally outside of the game i mean we really know each other through the game but i feel like i know you outside of the game because we've just yeah. done other things uh but like i always feel like a liability you know what i mean and I know what you, you mean. feel yep. you feel the exact opposite. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I won't say that that I, I I'm not I don't want to discount those feelings because I 100 percent agree that those feelings exist. And I don't want to be like, oh, but Tom, I love playing with you because I really do. I'm just horrible at responding to steam messages. Well, I'm not um, I'm not saying you. No, no, no. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of all the playing that I do. Exactly. Yeah, I feel better about playing with a random person. Because yeah. if I mess something up, uh, totally. they're a random person and they're going to go away. Exactly. Like and if and I mess something up playing with you or one of my other friends, well, they're just going to be thinking about that the next time I send them an invite. Sure. And I that's that's being human and being like uh, a even like an empathetic human where like you consider other people's feelings like I, and, and which is usually a very good trait to have as a human being. Um, Strongly and I think recommend. 
yeah, strongly recommend empathy. It's great. Um, and I think that there is, I, so you're right. Like that is a real thing because on the flip side, when I'm in that situation, I'm playing with somebody like I've got, I've got plenty of friends that I know through the game that are like quote unquote lower ranked. No, I mean, they are lower ranked than I am in ranked. Um, not quote unquote. Uh, and but I love playing with them and I, I, it's difficult for me to put across that I care more about our friendship than I do about like the fact that they're not challenging correctly or going when they should be or anything like that. But on the flip side, that's the reality. And so it, it sucks, right? Because I don't care. Like at the end of the day, I like these people and I like my friends and my potential teammates way more than I care about my rank or a rocket league or anything like that. Um, and, but it doesn't change that we're humans and we have this mental side of things that makes us consider like how bad we're doing and how it's affecting other people. And that can get us down. Like for instance, I, I, you're right on the flip side, when I'm playing with those friends, I feel like I'm failing them. If I can't pull them up, if I can't get them, uh, to that level as well. Um, and it, it's tough, but I think also one thing that I think we lose in like video games and like internet culture and just kind of, and, 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 you know, by proxy and rocket league is just communication and actually talking about that stuff with these people and having an actual connection with our internet friends and our, our video game friends where you can actually have that conversation with them and say, listen, I understand that you're getting tilted because you didn't challenge that correctly. Um, I'm getting tilted because I feel like I'm not doing enough to like help you uh, in at this level or whatever, but who cares? Like this is the best way for you to get better. Probably like it's so useful for that friend to play with me and play at that level so that they can play against people who are playing fast and, and, and mechanically good and bring them up. And I think I've had that conversation with a lot of friends where I'm just like, this is what's happening and I get it and I understand it's uncomfortable for you. Uh, I want you to know I'm okay with this situation. And I think that this is worthwhile because it's going to be so beneficial for you to play at this level and learn. Um, and I don't care if my rank tanks. And, and I think my whole point being having that communication with people that you want to play with, like, I don't know, have, we should talk more on the internet, which sounds ridiculous, but I, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, yeah. it definitely does. Um, I mean, there was a, there was a whole lot there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I yeah. I think it I think it's very important, and I think you know we talked about that. I talked about this a little bit with Nito. Uh, shout out to Nito, episode five. Uh, we talked about this, you know, because one of her goals or one of her desires is for people to just be happier and enjoy playing games. Uh, you know, more specifically playing Rocket League, just yeah. to be happier and have fun playing the game, no matter what you're doing, if you're trying to get better, or if you're just, you know, playing casually, whatever. And I, and part of what we talked about was everybody kind of being on their own journey. You know, everybody yeah. looks differently in the game of Rocket League. And I think if we could all accept like we're at where we're at and appreciate everybody for those different things. It would, it would make for a lot cleaner, better experience. Yeah. And and I think that that's, that's the whole point, right? Is yeah. Let's, let's make sure that we are 
talking to each other and know where each other are at. I mean, it sounds almost like we're overanalyzing it, but I think we love this game. Like I love Rocket League. I love video games. I think that her thought process on she just wants everybody to have fun and uh, and 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 engage in the game and and just have a good time. I mean, that's been like the vibes on my stream from for the past four years for the times that here and there where I've had consistent streams and stuff is I I'm I stand I move around a lot I joke I I'm listening to ridiculous music like dancing. because I, I'm dancing yeah it's uh boy not it well it does happen but it's not good um it's fun though I like dancing um and I think that that's where like it comes from is this desire to just have fun and and um I do I I think I sit at like on a on a I work a nine to five Monday through Friday. And I, like, if I, I'll be playing like when I should be in bed, like getting ready, getting a good night's sleep for work because I'm just having too much fun. Like I still, four years later, I still have so much fun playing this game. And, um, I think that it, it's a huge part of it and it's a huge mental part of it. And it's a huge part of playing with teammates to bring it back to what we were talking about. Like we should be having fun. Uh, and I, I'm not saying don't take it seriously. Um, I can reference back to, uh, Holo, who's another old uh, Mason RL90, uh, people would know him as. We, we played in that PAX tournament a, a couple weeks ago, and we had such a good time doing it. It was like we were streaming, but and we were on stage together. It too. Yeah, and and we got comments from like the people who were running it that were like, "This is what we want a non-pro tournament to be." You guys are having so much fun, and I. I think I, I the reason I mention it is we were also trying. I mean, we made it to the semifinals and we've been playing the game for a long time, blah, blah, blah. But we did make it to the semifinals. Um, we got stomped, but we made it, <laughs> which was further than we <laughs> thought we were going to make it. And uh, so I think it's this like it's a combo of of having fun. You can still take it seriously. You can still want to be grand champ. You can still chase grand champ. But uh, oh. yeah, that happened. Um, but you can have fun while doing it. Like it doesn't have to be a drag. It doesn't. And, and I think it's more rewarding. I think that's the only reason I've been able to play this game for four years. I've seen people get burnt out on Rocket League, uh, from like the community and stuff over the years. And I think it's, they just take it too seriously. Uh, they, they go into too deep and, uh, lose kind of that fun side of it. Um, and so, yeah, just have fun, I think is, is a huge point to, to take away for sure. So how do you do that? How do you strive to be better and mm. have fun at the same time? Yeah. Um oh, it's such a I it's such a hard question to answer cuz I I just love the game so much and like it it I remember I've I learned about Rocket League from seeing Lyric stream it when it was in beta um, and immediately it was like, I'm buying this as soon as it comes out. And so I think I innately have fun with it, but I think also, I don't know. I, I think my, my advice on that overall would be, hmm, if you're not having fun, then stop. <laughs> like, like it's not worth it. It's not worth pushing yourself to be mechanically better. I think that you can take yourself more seriously if you are having fun if you're tilted like i get tilted i'm not saying that i'm all happy all the time i, I think typically if i'm like streaming and, and playing then i'm 
fine um, because there's so much other stuff going on and I enjoy the kind of more performance, the stream side of things, uh, maybe even more than playing Rocket League, but that's a story for another time. Um, but I think that when I'm playing on my own and, and like I do get tilted, I think I just stop playing because it's not worth it at that point. And I don't think I get better at that point. So I realize that's a really no, not at all. It's a really it's a big gray area of like knowing when that cutoff point is, because I think a little bit of tilt is OK. I think a little bit of like pushing yourself and a little bit of uh, feeling like you need to force yourself to get better is good. Um, I just don't think that I, everybody knows. I, I would say my piece of advice is just learn when it, when you're not going to be able to untilt. If you if you learn when you hit that, you go over the edge and you're gone and like you just are not coming back from that tilt land then stop playing like just stop because you're not having fun and you're probably not getting any better oh for sure no like there can be no growth that there is no growth there is no um upside in anger yeah like you just you shut off any possibility of things going up when you're angry or frustrated or being hateful towards something like it's yeah. it's just not possible so if you ever get to the point of being tilted like yeah you, you it, it is advisable to take a break and yeah, i think exactly i i talked about this a little bit sometime on on one of the other episodes uh it's it's been a so we've been talking about this a lot for like the past 10 minutes and i just want to say that I find this so interesting and I, I enjoy talking about it and we're talking about it in the context of Rocket League, but really everything, and this is the beauty of this game and I think part of the beautiful part of this podcast is so many of these things that I am putting into practice in my Rocket League game, I've learned from life. Like absolutely, Ro Rocket League is like this little microcosm of life for me um and and that's what i find so interesting but to kind of go back to what you were saying is i i spent a lot of time in in may and june being extremely frustrated with this game almost to the point of wanting to just quit and honestly i was there a little bit today because i'm just completely befuddled by threes right now Mm. Um, but we can talk about that in a second because I want to say that like this getting better at Rocket League and playing the game of Rocket League is is a process. Yeah. If you have expectations of yourself or if you're saying I should be at this point by now, like you should you should be exactly where you should be. Yeah. Like be happy and content with where you are and know that if you put in time and you give yourself time and be patient, like you will get better. Like if you're yeah. always allowing yourself some grace to make mistakes and have problems, then like, first of all, you're not going to get angry with yourself because just knowing that it's okay to make mistakes all of a sudden like it just doesn't matter you just make yep. that mistake and then you learn from it and like there's there's nothing to get mad at like 
I wish I could synthesize my thought a little bit better right now. Um, no, it, it, I mean, it makes sense for sure. And, and you're right. Like it, it's, I think, I think the best way to sum it up is that it mirrors growing up. Like it mirrors becoming like a functioning adult in the world that is a good person or, or like maybe not good, but like a, um, a functioning part of society that doesn't bring people down. Um, yeah. like there's so many things that, I mean, already in, in, you know, the, however long we've been talking, like I've already mentioned the relating it to like my job being a manager, like talking about my work week, like talking about going through things in my life and how it has affected rocket league and, and so on and so forth. Like I almost would venture to say that and I won't get into specifics or anything, but I would venture to say that things I've gone through in like the past year have kind of in a weird on the grand scheme of things, minute, but, but true way have like led me to becoming grand champ last season, which sounds insane because it's all like a lot of like really personal life stuff, but um, it's true. And, and it's because you have to have such a well-rounded mental state to be able to cope with the skill ceiling and other people and how they play this game. Cause everybody can play it differently. You have to, I mean, like we said earlier, you almost have to employ empathy to be able to understand and like, get in other people's heads and and see how they see the game it's it's crazy and like that's pretty that's pretty high level like uh mental stuff that we're getting into there but it's true and uh that's the kind of thing i am i love talking about that stuff because i think it's really interesting on a people level well and i i think that is the key to this game honestly like Mm. especially if you want to be successful Like if you always, I was in a discord the other day and somebody was like, I'm so frustrated with rocket league because I'm just not getting any better. And I feel like part of that again is going back to empathy, which Mm. is like, I'm going to use another, like it's almost just having compassion and an understanding of like where people are. Like if you have some empathy for your teammates and understanding that you're both just in there trying to do the best that you can with what you've got. Like no teammate is ever out to get you. I mean, sometimes they are. And unfortunately, like that's something that we have to deal with every now and then in Rocket League. But for the most part, if a teammate makes a mistake or double commits or goes after a ball that you thought was yours, like they're not, it's, it's not them attacking you. It's them just trying to play the game the best that they know how. So just be okay with that. Yeah. You make, I make mistakes too. I go after balls that I shouldn't go after. I'm not perfect. Yeah. So understanding that like, and just keep playing the game. Yeah, I, I'm it's funny. I'm literally smiling right now. And this is why I don't like the mechanic side of things, because this goes into the mental side. And this is what I actually like about the game is <laughs> like uh, talking about this stuff and, and everything, because, yeah, mechanics are really important. I don't want people to think I'm like talking down on mechanics. I want to get better at mechanics. Um, but they're huge. This this is the stuff I think that is is maybe not talked about as much as mechanics. And, and like what I think people lose is thinking about the mental side of it, just like treating yourself kindly, like not, I think that goes back to like the tilting thing and everything, like be kind to yourself as well. And we're getting into some really deep psychological stuff, <laughs> which is great. I love it. Oh, I, I'm, I am also very enthusiastic about it. And I think this is the, it, it puts a, it puts 
you out there, you know, like yeah. to talk about this stuff, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. It makes you like you're putting yourself out there. If you talk about like not being able to hit a ceiling shot, like so what? You yeah. you can't hit a ceiling shot or a flip reset. Like I can't do that, but whatever. Like it's just Yeah. Well, and it you, is, you'll also it is you'll what get, it is. It is what it is. And you also get multiple people in a Twitch chat telling you how to do a ceiling shot, right? Like the, everybody's an expert on the mechanic side of things. It's if the reason why we spent so long now talking about the mental side is because it requires conversation, right? Like if somebody can explain to me how to do a half flip, they could, and, and I learned like literally in two minutes, it, I had just never thought about the actual movement of it. Like just never, I'd never thought about it. And I learned it super fast. The thing you're right, it, it does take that sort of putting yourself out there and being willing to have that conversation because um, it's a longer conversation. People have to be a little bit more more vulnerable if they want to get better. And, and I would argue I would say on the professional level, this is what people learn to get to that point and 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 why like esports teams and stuff are getting psychologists like on staff and everything is because th this is one of the biggest hurdles to get to that high level is not just thinking about the mechanical side, but, but thinking about your mental state and, and the other people's mental state on your team and on the other team and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's huge. Well, and just think about, I mean, so many professional players are where they are without even maybe necessarily taking in some of these things to account. Yeah. So if they were to be able to unlock some of these things and, and work on them, think about how much better that they could become. Like, I, th yeah. I think it's interesting that one example that comes to my mind is Fireburner. I remember in one of his last conversations, like as he was retiring, you know, he, I, I feel like I remember him mentioning that he just couldn't necessarily handle the pressure of having to perform all the time. Yeah. And like to play to that level, it was just very stressful for him. And, and he didn't or couldn't take it anymore or didn't want to. Like he just wanted to be done. Yeah. But then a month later, two months later, all of a sudden he's the coach for the i mean what is one of the top three or four teams in north america yep like you're signing on to be the coach to make the best team in north america theoretically even better like if i was cloud nine and i'm gonna pay you money you're gonna take these guys and you're going to make them better than what they already are yeah like which is which is more pressure like <laughs> yeah being able to play within a team and play well people already thought the world of fireburner like he's been one of the most consistent professional players ever like sure they never won a championship or a tournament but they were always there they were always in contention now yeah. he's taking now he has champions and he has to make them champions again yeah yeah it's it's a totally different thing and it is it's really interesting i would be really interested to hear from from Fireburner in particular in his situation, I've thought about this before through all of his his transition to, to coaching and everything. I'd be really interested to hear from him how he feels the pressure is either the same or different in his role now because um, it is. It, it, it If that was the reason why he stopped playing, then I get it. He can be a little bit more behind the scenes. I mean, I think the only tournament that has coaches on the stage is DreamHack Montreal. And like 
it was weird to see that. I love it, by the way. It's a great idea and everybody yeah. should do it. Um, it but I, uh, it is more behind the scenes to some degree, but you're right. There's even more pressure, really, because you're kind of the person that's like supposed to be helping them get to that that top goal. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it is it's really interesting. I, I think that whole side of it in in video games and esports and and whatnot, the psychological side, I think, is huge. The the games that have been around forever that uh, have huge uh, teams and 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 money and and all kinds of stuff, just massive empires. They literally are paying psychologists and stuff to be on 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 the team staff now. And I'm sure they're getting decent salaries. You know what I mean? Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's such a huge part of not just being in. I think it's a huge part of being in a pressured situation. Like, I think therapy in general is a big thing. But there's there's so much to dig into on that side that is. Uh, I think can boil back to just literally being able to consider your environment and who you are and what you've been doing in the Rocket League game that you're currently playing in. I think that it's it, it can all come back to that and and just being kind to yourself um, and being able to drive yourself. It's funny. I I remember somebody that you interviewed before. Maybe it was Isaac. Uh, I I can't remember having this this idea of just um, and it's it's a common thing. I may have heard it somewhere else where. It, having that mentality of I'm going to win like in, in play having to win, that, not to lose. Exactly. Play to win, have that play mentality. to win instead of playing not to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that that is huge. I think the only way I can personally achieve that is if I'm being kind to myself. I think I, if I'm beating myself up and everything it, on a mental side of, of, of it, then I'm going to be playing to not lose because I'm going to be beating myself up about every little bad touch and and whatnot. If Mm -hmm. I'm on the mental side, if I'm considering it that, all right, I'm going to, I'm happy. I'm not tilted. I love this game. I love, I'm having so much fun. I'm going to play to win. Like that's where the serious side comes in and and marries itself with having fun is, is on that side with the uh, just capability to like, Oh, that was a bad touch. But the difference is that I'm not being myself up as I rotate from that bad touch. I'm going, all right, what's next? Like, where, where do I go now? Like, what's my position now? What's my rotation? Where's my teammate? Where are they? Like, it's a completely different thing. You lose that, my, that, um, that track of mind, uh, if you're not in a good mental place. That's the, that's the only way you can truly play to your fullest potential is yeah. if you are playing to win Yeah, because you're not, concerned about mistakes you're not concerned about screwing things up you are completely 100 percent released to whatever happens in the game following your gut and just and just going that's yeah. truly like and in that situation you still make mistakes like things yeah, go wrong absolutely and yep. they don't always look exactly how you want them to look and you learn from that and you move on to the next game yep and yeah, that, that's I, all you yeah. can do. Yeah, and I, I think that that's when it becomes real. I think go, going back to kind of what you were asking before about having fun but getting better and, and everything, I think that's how you connect the two. I, I, you, having this mentality and being able to say, okay, I'm going to play to win, that doesn't mean that you're actually doing that internally, right? There, it, it does take a full mental state of mind uh, to, in a positive way, make sure that you are playing to win because you're not getting blocked in that in the mental side of things by not having fun or being tilted or anything like that. Like those are blockers to get to that point. And 
Rocket League, though we play the game five minutes at a time, the game the game itself is not five minutes. Like it is mm. it is five minutes after five minutes after five minutes. Like it it is the entire experience of playing the game. Like yeah. it is the it is the journey or the entire experience of playing the game from when you download it and open it for the first time, from when I don't like for me, I don't know when I pass away or like yeah. <laughs> when something happens that I just for whatever reason can't play this game anymore. Like that is me playing the game. It's not the last game that I played before we started this call. Yeah. I have things to learn from every single game that I can put into the next game. And that's why, you know, people like you, Adak, can be grand champ and spend zero time in free play because you're practicing every single five minutes at a time. That's just another practice session for you. You're playing something, you're trying something, it might go wrong, and then you learn from it, and then you change for the next one. It's not yeah. like I'm trying to win every game ever. Like, yeah. that It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and I love even to the point with, well, so to your point, you're right. It is, it's a, I don't know, another cliche. It's the marathon, not a sprint. Uh, that whole thing. It's, it's a way of life. Even I would say if you're in as deep as we are like in, and, and so you're looking at this length of time that is so much bigger than even just one session, much, much less one game. Um, well, and, and even, even the pros are still yeah. getting better. You know, oh, they, yeah. they don't have um, it all together. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the, the skill ceiling in this game is unreal. Like, we're not even close. It's and, unfathomable. Yeah, it literally is, and which is awesome. And I think that's another reason why I kind of have so much fun playing it for four years plus is because I – if, if they're at the point where they're playing it professionally and, like, that's all they do and they haven't hit the skill ceiling or, or – uh, like on an individual mechanical, like uh, mental level, just themselves, not even as a team, but just themselves, if they haven't hit that point, man, I, I can keep playing this game forever because they have a lot more hours than I have. And uh, they're doing it at a lot higher level. So, man, I've got so much more to go. I'm going to be playing this, like you mentioned, till I'm in the ground probably. Right. So why be upset because you missed an aerial? Like Exactly. Yeah. No. I'm not a pro. So I'm I'm not going to get worked up. I know that I have a lot to work on and mistakes are going to happen along the way. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It's funny because I, I literally cannot imagine giving up on this because of that. But I know people go through that. Like, I think that that's that's a big thing. You have one game where you're up, you know, at a weird hour and it's like your promotion game and you lose in overtime. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough situation. I'm not saying I don't think we're saying that that's you you shouldn't feel down about that cuz yeah, that sucks. That, like that sucks bad. Um and it but uh, I I don't it's not the end. Like come on. Like even if you derank like three more ranks, even if I was to go from currently champ 3 or yeah, uh, I haven't hit grand champ yet this season, but I also haven't had much time to play. Anyways, that's a side note. Uh, even if I was to drop down to like gold or or bronze, like over the next couple of weeks, uh, that would be crazy. But uh, if it happens, I just sit back and go, well, I'm not going to stop playing Rocket League. 
So what do I do? Like, what, how do I change this? What, it's, this is a marathon. This is something that I'm not going to give up. This is something that I love. So what do I change? Like, how do I get back up? How do I get back to grand champ this season? I mean, that's a thought process that I have. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's good to be self-reflective and you can, I found myself even this season having these thought processes of like, um, all right. So the reason why I'm not grand champ yet and I'm struggling this early in the season is because all the good players are like grinding in champ three to get to grand champ right now. And then they'll stop playing later in the season once they get their grand champ rewards. And then I'll be able to get to grand champ because the good players won't, the high grand champs won't be playing anymore. Like that's a, I, I get it. Like that thought process can, can come into my head. Um, and then I just think, but I'm not going to stop playing. Like that's not going to keep me from playing over the next like couple of months. Even if that's true, which I don't think it is at all. Um, even if that was true, it's not going to keep me from playing. So it's pointless to think like that. It's, I should I make so much more sense to just be reflective and try to figure out what I can change to get better um, than have that sort of thought process. It's just about being solution oriented. Like yeah. I can directly link that to last night and today playing I'm I went back to threes and I started in like champ two div two and I went I went down to champ three I went down to champ three no champ one div yeah. three and like I said earlier I just felt completely befuddled like it and I I the last thing that I ever want to do is blame somebody else or something else for me yeah. losing because yeah. even though it's a team game like i know that i'm capable of being responsible enough to ensure or do the right things to ensure that my team can win so and i i don't have an answer for this yet and i know that if i want to get to the higher divs in champ two and break into champ three which i've never done before in rocket league in in threes or twos or even anywhere close to ones then i get to figure out what it's going to take for me to play at a higher level and figure out the the game of rocket league at that higher level and i i'll be honest like i wasn't like cursing my teammates but at the same time i was like this game is for the birds. I don't need it. There are plenty of other games out there that I could play. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to find something else to play. I'm going to go play wow, or I'm going to go yeah. play final fantasy 14. Like I'm just going to go play something else. I can stream some other game and still like meet people and hang out and have fun. I don't need rocket league. And then I come back to it. Like there's, there's something inside of me right now that, is fully committed to winning winning this game of yep. getting getting to grand champ like i i just something in my core has to do it i think because i've given up on so many other things like throughout my life like i'm yeah. just so tired of giving up on things and as a grown man finally like i've decided <laughs> on a video game which just seems yeah. ridiculous and at the same time I sat there and again, I haven't figured it out yet. Like I still need to 
spend time in whether it's in games or just looking at replays yeah. uh, which i don't want to do because i'd rather play but it might come down to like looking at replays but like sure. how how do i be better so that i can win these games so that i can be become a better rocket league player and it's all that to say it's just about being solution oriented instead yep. of finding something to blame or feeling bad for yourself or getting upset that you div down just think okay i div down something went wrong something bad happened what can i do to be better or how can i fix it or what can i practice like there are so many ways that you can get better at this game there if if you are anything below the number one person on the top 100 there is some way that you can get better yeah so instead of feeling sorry for yourself or frustrated or angry just figure out something to work on and then work yep. on it boom exactly yeah exactly boom. we solved Podcast it we solved rocket over. league <laughs> rocket league solved um Nah, so solution. You're right. That's the that's the key. I just want to mention that I agree. The solution thing is spot on. Well, Be solution said. oriented. Please. <laughs> Pr pretty pretty please. With just a cherry, with a cherry topper on top. Hey, wow, that's good. Right. Okay, yeah. Adat. What are any number? Because I don't want to put a specific number on it because you not might not have a specific number. What are some things right now that you could work on in your game to get to the next level? Like mechanics. You said mechanics because you yeah. feel like you have the game sense down right now. So what do you feel like you could do to move yourself from a max of 1550 to 1600? Uh, I So I mentioned it earlier and I think... Uh, I got to get better at challenging dribbles. Like, and, and I don't care if I'm a dribbler, but I hate getting beat by dribblers and they all beat me because I don't know how to defend that stuff. Like, And you play a lot of twos. I do play a lot of twos, so it comes up a lot and I have to rely on my teammate most of the time to bail me out. Um, I, I would say, yeah, defending that, which I think entails playing ones, which I'm not stoked on. I'm, I'm really not. Uh, it's... It's for the reasons I stated before, it, it's a mental exercise uh, for me to try and play one. So um, that's a big thing, I think, right now is is being able to do that. I think also becoming more consistent. I I think for me, I just I don't care about learning ceiling shots. I, I, I mess around and I try to do them sometimes just because I'm having fun, like flip resets. So much fun. I've gotten a couple of flip resets on accident and they're so much fun. Um, I don't care about them, though. I care about consistency. I, so I would say defending one-on-one -on -one situations and, and dribbles is a big one, uh, specifically knowing when to challenge for a flick because uh, especially with Dominus's, I get flicked on so much. Those, How do they do it? It's like a catapult. Um, <laughs> and then I think uh, becoming more consistent with my touches and, and becoming more consistent with the maneuverability of my car, I would say is a huge one. So... For instance, learning the mechanic of a half flip and, and being able to turn around really fast. And uh, and 
I, I see how that is valuable to me. So I want to work on that mechanic specifically because I see the value in that mechanic that I have before just gone like, yeah, it'd be cool, but I don't care to learn how to do that. Um, I, I see the value in it. I, I see I, there's, I was playing earlier today um, and said to my teammate multiple times, oh, I probably could have half flipped there. I need to figure out how to actually use that uh, in the moment. And so that's, I'd say that's a big one right now, it, but the larger one being just maneuverability, uh, of the car and, and being more in control. I see, um, who is I watching Forky? Was it, I was watching somebody who Oof. literally just rolls around and like just lands perfectly. Like the maneuverability is just mind blowing of, of the top players. And Forky is that's, crazy, man. He's the crazy. Things he, the things that he does with his car are just mind boggling. And I don't, I don't, ex- I don't want to be at that level because I just don't think I, in my old man brain, have like the reaction time to even get close to being like that. But I would say that that's the big thing, it, like just fractions of that, and just becoming more comfortable with the maneuverability of my car because I see the practical application of that. I see that going back to what we were saying before. I see that as a solution to some problems. I see being able to turn around fast with a half flip, having more maneuverability of my car. That's a solution for a lot of situations that I'm in. Nice. Yeah. Those are those are good things. Um, so you play with some friends that are lower ranks as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. What, absolutely. What would you say that you see in their gameplay that they could correct? Like what about what range are they? I think you said might have said that they're in the diamond area. What do you see in their gameplay that they could improve to get up to even like the lower champ levels? Yeah, and the, the one I'm thinking of specifically literally just got to champ. So he's high diamond champ one uh, area. And um, and actually, shout out Lurgan. He has gone from just starting to pick it back up like in the past month or two and gone from like, I don't even remember, like low plat, I think, to champ one in the matter of like a couple of months or something like that. It's crazy how how fast he... And it literally just playing and and all that so the one thing that i think i i see with him and, and other friends in that area and i tell him is uh just that that combo of playing fast but also playing smart which i know is again like we talked about earlier that's a tough thing to quantify into like an actual practicable thing besides just playing a lot and getting used to the game um something more practical i think for my friends that i play at that at that level don't go for stupid stuff. <laughs> like, like stop. Just don't go for that aerial. Like, think about it for like that half second. Think about it for look. And it's you, yes, be fast again, one hundred percent. I tell people all the time at that level or anything, play fast. You got to play fast. But have your eyes open. See if 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 just think about it on this level. If you see somebody on the other team and they're gonna get to the ball before you, don't go. Don't go for that aerial because you're out of the play. If they get to it, if you go in the air and they hit it before you, you're you're useless at that. Don't point. go for that anything if it anything even yeah if exactly. There's even a possibility if you look at something and it is not a fifty fifty, if it is a fifty two forty eight. Yeah, and and the reason why around. I specific the three, the reason I specifically say aerials is I will. <laughs> When you start, there there are times when you want to just challenge to get them to move. That's more of a threes thing, I think, where like you, 
even if you're not going to win the challenge, it's still good to make them do a thing. So yes, that true. that comes up for sure. Like for sure, that's that's 100% a thing. Um, I think I'm more thinking of aerials in general and then basically commitments that take you out of the play. Don't do those commitments. Uh, and if there's no value in you doing it and and you'll learn what that means, I think, once you start thinking about it. But if there's no value in you committing to a situation or a challenge or whatever, then it's not worth it. If, if it's going to put your team at risk, if it's going to put the game at risk, then just don't do it. Like, like just wait for them to hit it and then deal with it from there. Sure, they might hit a banger that goes into the top corner, right? Like, that's a possibility for sure. Um, but the chances of that happening, I think, at that level especially are lower. And if it hits a crossbar, you have a chance to clear it versus completely missing that aerial and being on their side of the field and they, their teammate gets a tap in because your teammate has no chance. Uh, or, you know, that, that's the kind of situation I'm talking about where uh, just don't go. Like, just, just think about it. it. See where they are. Figure it out. Just think about the situation. And, and taking that to another level, something that I've been thinking about recently and can add on to that is calculating the possibility or the probability that they will score if you don't challenge where they're at right now. So yeah. for instance, so often games can get tied up in the corner in low champ and diamond. So I'm sure in silver, silver, oh my Lord, silver, <laughs> gold, platinum, definitely in diamond, the ball can just sit in the corner. Or people can dink around with the corner trying to, you know, get it centered. Yep. They can't score in the corner. They cannot score the ball right. from the corner. Yep. If it's just rolling around out there, wait for them. They're going to pass the ball to you. They are going yep. to say, here, take this ball. I don't want it anymore. And then you can clear it. It's even better at that level. You can dribble it out, especially in twos. You have a lot more opportunity and possibility to do things with the ball when they give it to you as opposed to you trying to challenge and potentially losing a 50-50 or pinching it with them and it's still going to the center or just completely missing the ball and then you're out of the play. Like, so yeah. think about how much risk the ball is and the player is where they currently are with the ball. Like yeah. if it's just yeah. you and them and he's coming at you and you're in the goal, like you should try and do something about that. Don't wait yes. for them to just come to you because you're giving them too many options. Yep. But if they're and, on the sidewall and you're in the goal, like they might not be able to do anything with it there. So there's no reason for you to go out there. Yeah, exactly. And it is all just kind of just getting used to the best option in the different situations. It's kind of yeah. like we were talking about about challenges on the wall and like getting used to that. Like there's a million different things that can happen because of the way that the physics work. Um, and it takes experience to even wrap your head around like a fraction of those. So get used to it. Like don't try things. I would say like, that's a big thing is, is yeah. just try, try things that are, if it's not working and, and like you're getting like dribbled on or, or if you're challenging in the corner, uh, like haphazardly and you don't like think about it for a second and it goes centered all the time and their teammate scores all the time, try something different. Like, like wait a second, let them pass it to you so you can clear it. Sometimes it's worth letting them pass it because they're just going to hit it past the goal. 
Like there, it's not even going to be a good cross. And then you can just let it yep. go over the goal into the other corner and then take it out the other side. Like mm-hmm. there's try something different. If it's, if it's not working, then it, you know, it's, it's not worth doing it over and over. That's literally the definition of insanity. And then take note of what happened. Learn, yeah. learn from everything that you do in, in this game. And yep. that's really what's helped me break through the barrier of diamond three into champ in both threes and twos. And I know eventually as I pay attention to what I'm doing in threes right now, I will be able to break down the barrier and get out of champ one permanently and stay in champ two and, you know, work my way into champ three. It's, it's all about, uh, trying, learning, implementing. Yep. Absolutely. Solution oriented. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's going on a t-shirt <laughs> okay uh, uh i'm trying to think i've any any other thoughts that you might have uh play wise because we talked a lot about the mental stuff which i think is yeah. great i'm curious if you have any more thoughts to just gameplay wise things that you think about on a consistent basis that uh either lead to your success right now or recent things that you've been thinking about that have led to new success for you like a Uh, recent growth uh that you've had in the game yeah so and this kind of goes along with just trying to get better at maneuverability but being able to turn quickly and know when to hit the ball to get good like boomers off of like I so I would call it a half volley which is in soccer when uh I'm a huge soccer fan I love soccer so much and um go Liverpool I uh, if you uh hit it on the half volley it's when it bounces up off the ground so like a full volley is when you hit it before it hits the ground the ball is coming down and you just kick it or, or hit it with your car in this context before it hits the ground that would be like a full volley like a volley a half volley is when it bounces first and then you hit it and you can generate so much power doing that. Like some of my favorite goals in real life soccer are half volley goals because you can just crush it. It's difficult to control, um, but you can crush it. And I think that's a huge part, I think, of getting big clears and whatnot in Rocket League is hitting it on that bounce. Not necessarily a ground pinch. You don't necessarily need to get a ground pinch off of it, but like, Hitting it on that like quick up bounce, the physics make it go flying. Like it just goes crazy far. Um, so I I've been doing that for a long time. I've understood that concept for a long time. I think the thing that now I'm trying to do after watching some professional play recently and and so on and so forth, the thing that I'm trying to do is on like rotation, being able to turn really fast, get that maneuverability to from a defensive position in my rotation, if the ball comes to me, not letting it go into the corner or anything, but reset the play back to the other side by making a quick like power slide turn or something like that. And in that one motion, hit those big boom, like half volley hits back over to the, to the opposite corner or, or whatever. Um, I think in twos, it's, it's important to do that just to relieve pressure in during transition. Um, and it's, I think it's big in threes as well to interrupt the play. I think that's, that's what it does is it just kind of, unexpectedly interrupts the play to the other team um, because they're not expecting you to make that quick turn and get that big of a hit uh, to get it back over. And the reason why I mentioned specifically that half volley thing where you're hitting it on the up bounce is because it's really reliable. Like it's, it might not be the easiest 
well, I don't know. It can be pretty accurate as well. I just, I just love those hits. I just think that they're great. <laughs> I think they're consistent. They go really far. Um, and if you can do it in a quick way that catch piece of people catches people off guard, then it can be so effective in a lot of situations. And to take that maybe one step further or one step back, I know that mm. I often make the mistake and it's something that I've been working on in that same context that because you're worried about the ball getting to the middle of the field, you yep. will hit the ball off the wall, but then yep. it just bounces right back. You're doing basically Ooh. for them what you were trying to keep the ball from doing. So yep. in what you're saying, practicing like getting basically what could be looked at as ahead of the ball so that mm. you can then turn and knock it back down the other way, which is a much more profitable hit as opposed to just trying to stay in line with it and then hit it into the wall. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really, really important distinction because um, that's what I was thinking in my head, but it's really good to say because that, it, this kind of goes back to us talking about getting from that uh, diamond to champ and like that lower rank to a higher rank and, and getting through those walls and barriers and stuff. Like that's another thing that I've had to teach myself how to do and I see happen all the time is just passing. You think I got to challenge this. I got to hit this. And then you're right. You just hit it directly off the wall or into the corner in the way that it just goes directly to them. And you're just on their team at that point. I mean, you're you're like one of their teammates because you're just right. passing it to them. Mm -hmm. um, and it, this, it takes you out of the play because the ball goes oh, yeah. past you and you can't do anything with it after that. Exactly. Yeah. It, so you're exactly right. What I'm getting at is exactly that when on rotation, getting back so that when the ball is coming basically over your shoulder, you get ahead of it and uh, can turn in a way that you're not just like getting a bad touch in the corner, putting yourself in a bad place in the corner or anything, turning so that you can boom it back upfield. And, yes. and I think that's my point as well, is that you get a lot more with this specific thing. I think you get a lot more leeway with, with midfield hits and, and whatnot because they're not expecting it. So it, you can just turn quickly. What I've been trying to work on is, is getting those quick boom, like, play reversal type things um and you can get away with hitting it center because they've pushed up because they think they've got a big clear and mm -hmm. suddenly you're turning and booming it over them most of the time they're either getting boost at that time because the, they've gotten a clear uh, and it's out of their side or they're moving up to challenge it if you can just turn really fast and not just slam it into the wall and pass it to them or take it into your corner try to do a dribble or something like that if you can turn really fast and just hit it back up to their side i'd say not every time obviously because it's rocket league but most of the time that type of play you can beat them because you've just turned and banged it over them at that point there is certainly a possibility that could lead to goals every now and then long goals yes. that they're not expecting absolutely i some of my most satisfying goals i think are doing that and it just going in like it feels they're just so the easiest like it's a simple oh. touch yep exactly they yeah. they and they're gone like they're like i said either getting boost or pushed up to to challenge you and if you can turn really fast and get that really good like up bounce half volley as i call it hit um yeah they're not ready uh i i think that's and it Kind of a broader idea around that is just doing things that they don't expect that you have gotten good at is is really mm -hmm. important. And I think that, that that's the one thing right now that I'm working on that falls into that category. Nice.
Cool. Well, I think, I think that is, I mean, it goes into like a more broad idea of like possession and profitable mm. hits as opposed to just like slamming the ball for the sake of slam, slamming the ball. Yeah. Um, but I think that is a, it, it, so often you see people just kind of slam the ball into the sidewall just because they're scared of it getting centered, but then they just center the ball and they, yeah. like, it's, I still do it every now and then. And as soon as oh, I, I do, do it, too. I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? That's a horrible, <laughs> this, like just uh, do anything but that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do it. I do it probably once a session of play, like over a course of like a, a couple hours, I probably do it at least once still um, to this day is just slam it into like a corner or a wall or something and pass them the ball. Um, and I also just want to say that, yeah, that's a specific like possession thing and, and uh, giving up of possession for, like you said, like as a profitable hit, um, in a specific situation where it's flying through the air and you can get that nice turn hit uh, off that bounce, if it's rolling on the ground or whatever, then yeah, I'm probably going to just take it into our corner and reset, like, and, mm-hmm. and try to keep possession at that point. But um, it's an alternative way to look at those sorts of situations where they're, the ball's in the air and you have the opportunity to just turn quickly or or you're, you're already back on rotation and you just have the clear line of sight to just uh if you see them either getting boost or moving forward to challenge hit it over them like yeah there's nothing to lose you know you're not losing a chance to uh score a goal but they are you know what i mean like uh you're moving it over to their decision exactly it's putting it back onto them and Mm -hmm. no don't do it every time don't do it when it's rolling on the ground don't like hit it to them on the ground or anything like that um but it's, it's an option that I think I've found it comes up a lot, especially uh, in ah, in twos and threes. I think it comes up all the time. I think that comes up all the time just in Rocket League is that situation where it's flying through the air and you have the opportunity to just hit it back right away and get it over the other team. Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Good tip. Okay, now that you got that out of the way, I allow my guests two things at the end of the show one Ooh. any final thoughts that you would like to just put a ribbon or excuse me a bow on this lovely show that we've just created uh yeah i i think if anything it, it, i i would just say consider i i love that we got into the mental side i know i've said that many times at this point i it's so important and it's something that i'm pretty uh, passionate about on both a video game like Rocket League level, but also a personal life level, uh, and it's something that I'm I love to talk about. So my final thought is: don't shy away from it. Don't shy away from talking to friends. If if you try to bring this up, like this sort of thing, up with your like teammates or whatever, and like your friends that you play with all the time, and they are like dude, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't want to talk about that stuff. They're not your friends. Like, that sounds awful. That sounds like a horrible situation to be playing Rocket League in. Maybe they are your friends. But my whole point being, like, don't shy away from it. I think if you want to get to, like, a high level, and, like, especially if you're already really solid mechanically, I think for sure there's people in Diamond and Champ that are higher level mechanically than I am. For sure. No doubt. Um, I think that if you're feeling like that's not cutting it, then focus on the mental side. Sit back and consider the mental side of things. Think about your thought process. Are you having fun? 
uh, are you playing to win because of the fact that you're having fun? Like that you have that just complete sort of mindset of I'm having a good time. I'm learning things. I'm playing to win. I'm, I'm rolling. This is great. And then also don't be afraid to stop. Like just chill, go take a lap around the block and take a lap. Yeah. Literally just, I, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Like in, and you're only going to tank your rank, uh, to some degree. If, if you've tried to push through the barrier for a few games and you're just getting worse, it's probably time to stop. And I know this is your moment and I hate to jump in go. and it's my podcast. So I do what I want. I do what I want. Uh, Going back to that same thing that we were talking about, about solution oriented, like if you've seen somebody do it, then you also can do it. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't speak for ADAT, but more often than not, even when I go on a losing streak, like I'm still pretty happy playing the game because I thoroughly enjoy playing this, this game. So if I can go on a losing streak and play over and over and over again and still come out at the end of it happy about it i know that you can too and honestly yes. if you're listening to this like that's that's what i want for you yeah so and, and I, yeah and i i agree and it's in line with what i'm saying too like there's if you are happy in your losing streak then keep playing that's great you can learn a lot from losing like you can learn a you lot really from can. going through that stuff you um, get better losing it, than you get better winning yeah. And if you're happy, like if you're if you've lost, if you've like deranked an entire rank, uh, like multiple divisions and you're still like, I'm having a blast, like I'm learning so much. This is great. Then, yeah, absolutely. Keep playing. I think that that's a huge, huge point for sure. And I agree completely. Yeah, there's a lot to learn in losses. So take them as an opportunity as opposed to a, a bad mark on your resume or something because at the end of the day it just doesn't matter yep that you lost the game okay we got that out of the way something that i'm starting now as well is what i'm calling the question of the show so i like to do what i can to get a little audience participation whether that's through uh the anchor app downloading that and sending in a voice message that could be potentially played on a future show or just on Twitter. And we will give both my and uh, ADAT's internet information here in just a second. But ADAT, you have the opportunity to ask the audience uh, a question just to oh. uh, see if we can get some feedback on things or some thoughts from everybody out there uh, that is on the chase. The chase to Grand Champ. I, I'm guessing that's what you're, or beyond, you're referencing. Because there or, are some grand champs that listen to this show. Oh, Shout the out. top 100s. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I like it. Uh, question. Oh man, um, I'm trying to think of like a really good one that like I would imagine being on like a Twitter like survey or something like that. Um, let's see. <laughs> Wow, this is difficult. I think something I'm I'm curious about with like kind of the general public of Rocket League Grand Champ Chasers is how long they've been playing. And I realize that that's kind of a a, a weird 
uh, generic question, but like, I'm, I'm always so interested when I run into a grand champ or, or something like that. And, and they're really cool. And we can have that rapport and like talk about stuff and everything. And I always ask them how long they've been playing because I've been playing for so long. And, uh, I think it's really interesting. So I would love to get hit with like length of time and like what, what rank are you and how long have you been playing? I love that. Good one. All right. So send that in, uh, again, before ADAT tells you where you can find him. I, and, and obviously just over the past hour and a half, you get a great idea of how chill and genuine and kind this guy is and he is the same way in his stream so if you are looking uh for a fun place to hang out and the the music that he listens to is is really and i mean it's like a, a lot of different like electronic stuff not like heavy electronic stuff like super chill i i enjoy a decent amount of it i don't listen to it a lot but i know that if i'm in the mood for it adat will always have it going on so his stream is always like a super fun chill place to hang out so if you're ever looking for another stream to check out uh i would strongly recommend that uh so adat if people want to find you out on the internets where can they do that yeah quick side note complimenting me on my music taste and like what i listen to is literally one of the highest compliments i can get because i love music so much um so thank you for that that one guy that i heard playing in your stream the other day uh lucy in disguise yep i haven't listened to his stuff recently but every now and then i just catch that bug especially when i'm at work and i just start jamming like it's just such good working music Yep, that's my 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 music recommendation of the episode is Lucy in Disguise. So good. So good. Oh my goodness. Super, super um, good. Uh, you can hit me up uh, for more music recommendations and also just anything um, at uh, twitch.tv slash tape. That's A-D-A-T-T-A-P-E. And on Twitter at tape. Same exact thing. A-D-A-T-T-A-P-E. Uh, and yeah. I have been pretty inconsistent with my streaming recently, but I'm getting back onto a consistent schedule now that I have a crazy setup at home now uh, that will help me do that. So keep an eye on Twitter, especially uh, as I get that worked out. Um, also, side note, if anybody ever wants to talk about the like mental side of Rocket League and like that sort of thing, drop by the stream or shoot me a DM or uh, whatever. I'm, I love talking about that stuff. So definitely get in touch, uh, and let's, uh, have a really deep psychological conversation. Cool. Well, yes, definitely, uh, hit him up. Very nice guy. Uh, I mean, we've known each other and have been interacting for three years Years. now. Yeah. Yeah, Three years. That sounds about right. So, uh, I can, I definitely can attest to that. It's not just, uh, the past couple of hours or the past few days setting this up we've we've known each other for quite a long time and i would certainly uh back that up so adat uh before we call it here uh, i would just like to thank you again for coming to hang out with me and spending some time on the show and again make sure you answer that question you can hit me up at i wanted just tom on twitter uh you can also download the anchor app on the Google Play Store or the iOS App Store. 
and uh, find Chasing Grand Champ, and you can send a voice message directly to me that could either get played. I might just share some of them on Twitter. I might also uh, put some in the next episode. So we always, I always appreciate that. But other than that, thank you again, ADAT, and we are calling it there. <laughs>